Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, I'd love to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani. Who joins us for this week's Chinwag. Yay, Sadia. It's, Good afternoon. It's been so long since I've spoken to you because I've been off uh, being yes. poorly, but now I'm back. Still a bit meh, but never mind. But I'm really excited. You're back in Hong Kong finally. Yes, after I am actually months. back in Hong Kong, which makes a nice change that I don't have to say good morning to you because it's not morning. <laughs> I'm not in the UK anymore. And yes, I am back in Hong Kong, but kind of um, in sort of uh, confinement at the moment. <laughs> so so I'm going to have to sort of deal with that for the next couple of weeks yet. Oh, I know. It's, it's really tough because I I follow yeah. a few people on their sort of quarantine journey, and it's really uh, you quarantining for twenty-one days, right? Not even fourteen. That's right. Wow, that's, that's right. And our first day, and I'm quarantining with my husband in a room, and our first day, our first day was Monday. So this is day four. You guys are still and, together, um, right? Still, yeah, we're yeah. still together, okay. and we are still talking to one another. I was just thinking that, you know, I said to him, I said, look, you know, we've really got to be careful not to have any arguments or anything. Like like that because there is no breakout space here i cannot walk out of the door no you'll be in big trouble if you do oh Oh, absolutely but we have the bathroom so we think okay our breakout space may just be the bathroom if one of us gets too fed up you know we might just be able to go in there and lock ourselves in so that's the only option but i mean to tell you the truth just to get to this point it has been quite uh quite a journey you know you you mentioned this whole quarantine journey and you have to do so much to actually get here, you know, because there's a number, there's almost like a to-do list you have um, of things that you need when you actually sort of go to the airport. And and the documents we printed, we must have had about 15 sheets of things that we needed to show people. Um, so it was quite a mission, really was, and pretty thorough all the way, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've not been travelling at all throughout the, uh, you know, since COVID mm. uh, broke out uh, in 2020, January in Hong Kong. Um, how did you sort of do your research as to sort of which documents you needed, which accreditation? Because Hong Kong is, um, and in certain airlines and Hong Kong government, they have certain criteria. You've got to yes. um, have very specific, um, I, I want to say IS. So I, I, I couldn't even give you the, yeah. the, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, no, Where did you do your research? Well, a lot of the stuff really is you go just to the websites mm-hmm. in terms of the Hong Kong government websites and it's about travel clear, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's quite clear. But also, you know, particular airlines are specific about what they want. So, for instance, certainly for Hong Kong, we came by Cathay Pacific mm-hmm. um, and we actually had some other tickets booked through Virgin, but we had to sort of change because we couldn't get the dates. And when we were initially, you know, setting our dates to come, which was about a week or so earlier, than, than than we actually did. Um, at that point, there were no hotels available to us yeah. on the dates that we needed them. So suddenly, you know, since the things changed on the 9th of August, there's been a huge, I suppose, demand for hotels because a lot of people are finally making that direct journey to Hong Kong. And, so and they're you, having to extend their stay because previously, yes, if you were flying back yes. from the UK, it was 14 days. And if you'd already booked your hotel, um, you're going to have to extend 
extend it to 21 days. Well, so generally for, for the UK, if you did a wash up somewhere else, for instance, if we had considered at some point that we may go, say, to Turkey or to Italy and then do 14 days there or 21 days there and then come to Hong Kong and only do 14 days. But because the, the law, the things changed, then we ended up that, OK, we, we could fly direct. But really, anyone who flies direct from the UK has to do 21 days. There are no sort of options. Yeah. And now because so many other countries were added to the A-list, mm. then even people who are coming from there still had to do 21 days. So for many people, you know, they may have initially booked 14 days and just to extend their hotel, it was it was not possible. And so they had to get new hotel bookings. So it's been quite complicated. And, and also when you, for instance, before you leave any country, you obviously have to do your COVID test. And then they are also now, Hong Kong is also asking for an accreditation certificate, which basically just says that the company who's doing the tests are all, or all, you know, that they've gone through the checklist, that they're all approved. So then you have to do that. So some company, I actually, you know, initially uh, booked a test, paid for it, and then realized that their certificate to fit to fly was not valid. So then I had to go back uh, and get a get new one. one. Mm. Yeah. So and these things are still. I mean, in the UK, these kind of tests, um, and I'm sure in other countries, are still very expensive. You know, uh, given that 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 we did, we almost spent like three hundred pounds on tests. Whoa, that's really expensive. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. in Hong Kong, we're very fortunate. We get to do those tests yes. in the community centres, which, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, is just sort of under two hundred, uh, two hundred fifty something dollars. It's about, yeah, yeah, it's about $240, which really, you know, and now I think certainly in the UK what's happening is that there's been such a hoo-ha about this that now the government is actually looking to a lot of these private companies that are providing these COVID tests. So so I hope, you know, that will change. So you have to keep that in mind when you are booking. So you end up with, you know, the accreditation certificate, your COVID test, your hotel, hotel booking, um, health declaration forms before you come into Hong Kong. And it's interesting because, you know, you know, because I had surgery, um, you know, six weeks ago, I really can't walk long distances. So I had a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I'm so relieved that I did that because there was a lot of walking here and there. And we had to walk long distances to get the test, to have that proved, to, you know, to the PCR test at Hong Kong airport. So it took about sort of, we were lucky actually, it took about three, four hours before we were able to get out of the airport, which is actually a lot less than it used to be. It used to be at six, seven hours before yeah. you could get out. Or but even the, longer. I remember people yeah, would used to stay for yeah. like 13 hours. That's right. Yeah. And the airport was just like deserted, deserted, you know, Hong Kong airport. I've never seen it. And obviously crews from the planes, the from different airlines. Yeah, shops are all closed, restaurants, and all the airline crews were also sitting on the desks. You know, we all got an individual desk after our PCR test, and we had to sit there and wait until the result came. And they're all sort of distance apart, etc. So, you know, they give you a sandwich, they give you something to eat while you're sitting there. But everyone, you know, there was a separate section for the crew, there was a separate section for people who were coming, passengers. So, so it was an, it was quite an experience. But you know, it is. 
it's not for the faint-hearted. Like, you know, I can understand how quite a few people may still be thinking, oh, do you know what, I don't want to go back yet until I know for sure that I can go back without all of this hassle. But, you know, I think that will be a long time. There'll be, this will go on for a while yet. We're not going to reach the stage that we were at where we could just travel and pop on a plane and pop off and go home. <laughs> I don't think so. So so here we are. We are in three weeks, 21 days quarantine now. Yeah. So how are you finding quarantine so far? Well, so far, we're into our fourth day and we're all we're both quite chirpy. We're both OK. My husband is working full time since he's got back. So he we have to sort of manage each other in terms of like he's on Zoom. He's about to go. This is why I'm early today, because he's got a, a meeting on Zoom uh, at two o'clock. So so he's doing that. So when he's on that, I'm quiet and stuff. He's sitting there quietly in a corner now with his laptop. So it's really sharing the space. But, you know, we're talking about you know, a room that is about 25 square meters, you know, so you have to really kind of almost organize yourself in this room to have a, a space where, okay, the desk is going to be my dining table, this bit, you know, I don't know where to hang wet towels, so I've got my hand luggage bag and on the windowsill. So you have to kind of improvise to make some sort of a, a setting in the room which suits you and then to have some sort of a routine, you know, so that you can carry on doing things as per normal sort of but um, but it's quite challenging. And, and, you know, right now it's all fun. It's OK. We can deal with it. But I can certainly see that, you know, over like week one, OK. Week two, mm, week three, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to catch up with you each week and tell you how things are faring. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, food, I think a lot of people mm. uh, sort of find quarantine food a, a, a bit tricky. I mean, how do you overcome? I mean, I, I've been on your social media. It seems like you're really <laughs> enjoying the food because you're, well, you're quite the foodie, Sadia. Yeah, I'm quite a foodie. And I must admit, I did a lot of research. I knew I was going to be in quarantine for 21 days with my husband. And food for me was pretty much on the top of the list. So actually, I did a lot of research. And this particular hotel, I'm at the Penta Hotel, actually, I'll say it once and that's it but um, this particular place um, I had read quite a few reviews from people who've done quarantine before and they'd said the food was really good so they actually sent us you know I actually asked for a halal menu and they sent us some menus my husband is on low salt and, and mainly veggie and so they were great they sent us these menus and actually since I've come I've been sort of tweaking it here and there and then I've got in touch with the, the chef and said look could you just change this could you bring, bring this here and they've been so accommodating. They've been really great. So honestly, I don't, I can't fault the food. I think the food has been great. And I actually, it's kind of highlight for me because when that door, when the doorbell rings, I just think, oh, good, it's I can eat now. So, so for me, it is a bit of a highlight because, you know, if you think about it, you're sitting in a room all this time. If you do enjoy food, then that should be something that you look forward to. And so I do look forward to opening it. My only kind of concern is that, you know, I'm sure with thousands of, of people who are doing quarantine across Hong Kong, the number of styrofoam, you know, containers and plastic spoons and all sorts of things, I can't imagine how much is being used right now. So I would really, you know, if I was going to do some sort of a campaign, I would say that, gosh, 
I, I wish that they could do something about that because it'd be so good that we would know that, you know, I feel funny every oh, time I chuck this stuff I back. Know. I always feel like this feel is like, just piling up. I mean, I feel like hotels have a, a certain responsibility to also mm, use mm. Um, uh, uh, re- recyclable, maybe cardboard. I mean, what's, yes, I, I'm that's not right. sure. I mean, I'm not in the F&B industry. Perhaps we've got listeners who can enlighten us. I can understand that, that they're not using real plates and real cups because perhaps concerns about hygiene. Yeah, or perhaps it's difficult to do to, that. To, yes. Yeah, to, to, to keep everything clean. But what about cardboard boxes? I, I actually yeah. see some hotels uh, using that as an alternative or, or using mm. something that's sort of bioplastic rather than just plastics. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm not sure. I think something sort of yeah, needs I to think, be addressed because you know, it seems so. like we're, we're going to be trying to live with COVID for the next Absolutely. year or so. And there'll be people flying in and out and um, hotel quarantine is in- inevitable. Um, so yeah, and also with the with the kind of premise that if if we are using cardboard and we are putting it back in a plastic bag for people to pick up outside our room, that we hope that then that will eventually be recycled. It is going to go. But you know, the the problem is the whole situation about COVID, and that you know even that people are not going to want to open bags and and distribute you know uh, separate the things that are in your bag. So you know because of the risks of COVID, I suppose people have to be quite cautious. But as you said, you know, it's a responsibility. Sorry, that's my husband. Oh, bless you. Um, <laughs> bless you, Sorry. Um, yeah, so so it's kind of responsibility, certainly that restaurants, you know, that restaurants or hotels have. But I suppose it's also an encouragement that we need really from the government to be able to provide these resources for them to be able to do that and then not put the cost back on the people who are staying in these hotels, you know, because, you know, these quarantine packages are are quite expensive and it's no joke. And obviously, depending upon your budget, you know, that's what you will get in terms of comfort or good meals and stuff. So that's a bit of a shame because, you know, we're all in it together. And, you know, it's important that we are able to do this quarantine you know, to the best of our ability and to be reasonably comfortable because we're not criminals. We feel sometimes that quite a few people who are in quarantine do feel like we're lepers or something. Like mm. You feel like you're a criminal. You're locked up. You are. You cannot get out, which is fine, which is okay. But then at least, you know, you are still a paying customer in a hotel. So therefore, you should be still treated like as if you are on holiday. So if you're not happy about something, you should be able to say something. So I hope that, you know, I'm very lucky in that you know, here where we're staying, they've been really, really good. Um, but, you know, I've read lots of accounts of people's quarantine and it's not always as positive as that, you know. Absolutely. Um, so going back to some sort of hacks of, of, of using the, the space, how are you utilizing the space that you've, you've got a desk right. that sort of doubles up as a dining table? Do you yeah. sort of set the table before you, you have yeah. your meals? Well- when we have the meal, I, I brought a you know I brought a pack of things. I brought things with me. I brought some proper um, cups to have tea. So oh. just before our meal, I just set it up That's on the true. table so that you can't really have tea in a paper out. cup, really. Oh well, yeah. I so I had two could, cups. But, yeah, you need two nice real cups. cups. Um, so and then we've also set up a separate bit with just our workspace. So for instance, it just so happens that we have twin beds here. So. 
both of us have our laptops on either side of us. We have a bedside cabinet and then we have our hand luggage bag, which doubles up as a kind of place where we can hang wet towels. Because if you think like I looked around the room and I could see nowhere where I could hang anything or do anything. The windows don't open. So you can't really be washing clothes or anything. So you are literally just living out of a suitcase and even the preparation for the suitcase that I did was just one suitcase that I would have to open and not really go into the rest of my luggage because if I frankly opened all my luggage here, I couldn't see anything. It was just, <laughs> it was just lots of stuff. So we are just living out of a suitcase. And then like, you know, if you have a gym, if you're doing a little bit of exercise, then you need a place to hang things. So it's like really trying to make the most of the space. So you're talking about 25 square meters here, like, you know, so there's not a lot of space and very little storage space but you have to be reasonably creative and imaginative about it i yeah. suppose this is going to be a silly question but what about mm. laundry i mean do people in quarantine can you do laundry no. or you're not no, no you okay. can't no so so i think your best bet is like you know if you've got knickers and things like that just Turn to them inside rinse out. them out yeah or really <laughs> rinse them out in the sink. i don't know about turning them inside out but uh rinse them out in the sink and just hang them up so you know nobody's coming in nobody's going out so it's not particularly embarrassing if, you, if you're with your partner it's okay but really no washing so we are trying to sort of use clothes very in, in a rationed way so that we don't run out of clean clothes exactly. because i only yeah. packed one suitcase with things like pajamas and very comfortable things so that you're not sitting in uncomfortable clothes and also you know well, you're you've not got really going out anyway on. so you, it's yeah. not like you have to keep washing your nighty yeah, so it's similar to kind yeah. of lockdown i'm sure quite a few people who've had to stay in the house because of of the pandemic are probably already used to that kind of living and that kind of clothes and stuff like that so so you have to and then i brought a couple of like little bits and snacks and stuff but you've got to watch that because <laughs> you aren't moving you're not exercising much. as much exactly oh, yeah. when we're yeah. under lockdown in the house wherever you are we're just not moving as much but you That's have right. this so craving one chocolate. <laughs> yeah one chocolate with my tea in the evening is my is my reward and that's it i try not to sort of eat between the meals and things like that because you know generally um you know we don't tend to have like three meals a day and that kind of quite nice meals and things i'm putting it all on my facebook page and things like that but but, but it's been interesting and as yet you know as i said like it's the first week so i don't know I, you know i'm still talking on social media to family and things trying to keep busy reading I think it's about making your day into having some sort of a routine in your day and breaking it up into little segments so that you're not just sitting there like, you know, twiddling your thumbs thinking, what should I do? But allowing time. And also, although my husband and myself are together, we, you know, he's busy doing his work. I'm busy doing my bits and pieces. But we try and say that, look, from the evening, once we've had dinner, let's have time together. Let's watch something on TV or let's do something. So we still need that kind of space to have together, which surprisingly in one room, you can actually not have much to do with each other after a while if you're all working and things like that. So so it's interesting. I mean, I think I should write a book about it just so people can deal with quarantine, frankly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think we'll, we'll sort of catch up with you as your quarantine journey mm. goes on. Mm. Um, because I think initially you were a bit worried and a bit sort of concerned. 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was in that. I think it's important that, you know, wherever you do quarantine, that you have done. Now there are so many, like even here at the Penta, I suddenly got a, a message from somebody and they said, oh, we're, you're at that hotel. Do you want to join a WhatsApp group for people who've been at that hotel or who are doing their quarantine in that hotel right now? So uh, different hotels in Hong Kong have actually got WhatsApp groups for that specific hotel, which is really useful. And you know, I got a message seen, from someone saying, "Yeah, I've seen yeah. people sort of having quarantine parties, uh, quarantine yeah. hotel parties, where they meet up on yeah. Zoom and they'll have a drink yeah, together yeah. at like nine in the evening or something like that." Exactly. I just got a request yesterday, and they said, "Do you want to hang out at nine o'clock?" And then I thought, "Well, I've got a schedule of lots of family calls at that time, but certainly I can do it in another day." But but so, oh. so social media really does kind of make a difference in that you can actually talk to other people. You can ask them questions about you know that particular the hotel that you're staying at or any rules or regulations or, or just anything. Even if somebody may be moving out tomorrow, they may have something like a treadmill or a yoga mat or something which you think, oh, could I borrow that once you finish? Could you leave it out there or something? Mm. So, so that's quite nice to be able to have that contact where I'm sure, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, we could not have ever done anything like that, you know. So that communication line at least is open and that's quite good. Absolutely. Oh, well, Sadia, it's so nice to hear that you're, you're in great spirits and I hope it sort of continues because it's easy to, <laughs> it's easy to, to, you know, to be, uh, to, to, to yeah. have it dip. I mean, it's only natural being confined in, in the That's same right. room, but it sounds like, you know, having a routine is sort of key and just being able to have a, a space for everything. And it sounds like that's exactly what you've done. A dining table, a working space, <laughs> a hot tub like yeah. you know i'm thinking how can i innovatively do that in this room i don't think i can exactly and <laughs> and in hong kong you know it's it's quite easy to get delivery service for, for food and, and and different things yeah. so it's just at your fingertips Mm. Right. So I will give you the update next week as well, and and let's hope that I'm still sounding as chirpy as I am today. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. I'm sure you will be. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for your sharing this You're week welcome. for for this week's chinwag, and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you very much Take indeed, care, to Sadia. Bye Thanks for now. So. See you then. Bye bye. Mm.